Thank you for supporting our channel. Thank you for supporting Wizan. Please like, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell for any future videos. Obviously, Etam and Dretton was doing the knowledge. Etam and Dretton? Yeah, both of them, weren't they? Etam and Dritton. They was both doing the knowledge. They yeah. was partners. And, yeah. and I remember Dretton saying to me that... Um, he said, as soon as he see me, he just made a decision that he was never going to speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. He goes, you're just one of them people. Yeah. That when, you, when you look at you, he's just like, no, we keep well away from you. Uh. So I don't know what we're going to talk about today for today's podcast, but we're here with Etam Avjil and uh, our regular haunted man of uh, <laughs> Philip Leach. Um Welcome and thank you for coming. I mean, the, the subject that we was going to sort of go into was googly eyes, wasn't we? we was gonna, it, yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about people. Uh, I don't know, Atam, how much was you using the Google to get through the knowledge? I didn't use that at all. Oh, shut up. No, <laughs> no. Phil said he never saw you sitting there. He was up on that computer <laughs> googling everything. What was what I was doing? I was putting all the restriction, no left turn, no right turn restriction on Google while I was pointing. Yeah. So uh, by the time when I'm preparing myself for appearance, it was helping me. So uh, imagine if I've been to Tutum back once, I put all the restriction on Google, so I don't have to go back to Tutum back yeah, second sure. time. But it sounds to me that what you did was completely and utterly waste your time because. All you had to do was look at the picture on Google and it already had the signpost. If I don't see, I don't trust. No, but seeing is fine. So you've seen it yourself. But yeah. the Google picture would tell you the year that it was done. So you can say, okay, you pointed it six months ago and it had a no right turn. But Google's showing it as no, that the right turn is gone. And it's showing the date as being one month ago. Now Google's more up to date than you. So uh, your aspect of not trusting, I think, was a bit uh, mislaid because you've now created a job that you're now doing of putting that data onto Google, which again is one of the things that people do, which is the avoidance of doing the stuff that's important. You are doing something now that is actually really unimportant because it already exists. And the only problem with it would be a slight out-of-dateness that is probably more up-to-date than you are with the visits that you're making. So I'd say that was an utter waste of time. Yes, you might be right, but of uh, right. I was <laughs> I was I was doing I was working for Uber Eats and delivery as well. <coughs> so uh, that's different. Eight, that's okay. Yeah, eight eight hours a day. Imagine if Uber Eats send me to Tutumbek while I'm riding my bike yep. delivering. I was I was not just listening to music. I was checking around all the restriction. Has anything changed or not? The thing is, you're doing one of the. Th I made a video about it recently. You're doing uh, something that you don't need to do in the sense of you are remembering the negative. So you're remembering what you can't do. And there's no point whatsoever to remember what you can't do. And when you was working for Uber Eats and going out driving, every action that you did, every turning that you took is going in your memory as a can do. So you know that you've driven there and you know you're turning left there every night because you do the job for that and that's what you needed to remember so the aspect this, that people get caught up in is here is the remembering the negative is is absurd in a sense um, and I think I put up a comparison of it. it's it's like saying I must remember that 2 plus 2 is not 5 Yeah. rather than knowing that 2 plus 2 is definitely 4 it's an absurd thing to do you, had, you did create a job for yourself there by doing that so I'd, I'd maybe say don't give anybody else that same advice and say sit there putting all your restrictions into Google 
it would be a hell of a lot of waste of time. I know that Phil's done the, the whole knowledge pretty much on Google, haven't you? No, I've done none. None on Google. No, very rare. It's very rare I look at Google, to be honest. Well, what would you... Okay, what would you look at Google for, then? Uh, if I go to a point and can't find it. Yep. Uh, or if 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 I've already looked at it and, and viewed it, and I'm, it comes up in the daily sheet several months later, and maybe um, I do know where it is, and I do know the point I can pull it, but I can't see it. So now I want to have another look to see what yep. the building looks like. Yeah. Um, just like, just that sort of thing. Just yeah. to know where it is on the road. And but you're talking about roads, Scott, because I think I touched on this earlier with someone. Um, we've got a load of places in us that we've been to and visited and know very well that have a lot of places of interest in them that are changing quite quickly. Yeah. So we know the area. But, and the example I used was uh, Greek Street, Thrift Street, Wardour Street, Dean Street. We've been in them. We yeah. know them. We know the way they work. We know what's there. But how often is a restaurant or bar changing in Dean Street, Greek Street, Fish Street to a new name, new place? So when they ask it, on a place like that, I don't really need to go back to Greek Street. I just need to have a look to see where it's positioned. And I can remember that because we're talking about somewhere that we're familiar with. I have tried that on Google. To, yeah. um, when, when a point comes, like you say, a, a building's changed. Yeah. And... Um, you try to remember it, but I can't just remember it like that. Mm. I need to physically go there and have another look, have yeah. a look at the building, and then it comes back in the memory. It's easy yeah, yeah, to, yeah. when yeah. it comes up as um, revising it, it's much easier if I've already seen it. Mm. Um, what were you going to say, David? Tom? Yeah, for me, if I know the area very well, road, yeah. if I know the road, <coughs> I don't go there. I check yeah. on Google. Yeah. But from the beginning perspective, I'm similar to you, Phil. I, everybody's actually the same. We will remember it better and deeper and easier with a physical visit to a Google visit. But the aspect that we're talking about, Etam, is that we know the area anyway. We've made substantial visits to it anyway. Um, and it's not going to be super difficult because we're geared towards it to remember it and place it there. And we may often be telling ourselves it was so-and-so before, which means we've already visited it, but we're linking it to the new place and we've, we've got it remembered. So you can, we're not cheating in any aspect. But the place where it does get a bit bad, and I think this is what you're accusing people of, Phil, it, it gives you the um, doesn't it, that people are kind of doing new knowledge when on When I'm Google. doing MacBook with someone, and they want to get their Google, like they've asked, they've asked me a question, I pulled the two points, and then they get their Google out because they don't know how to leave it. Mm. When they should know, if I know how to leave it, they should know how to leave it. I don't agree completely with that statement. Well, when they're on a, whenever I do uh, my, my point to point with someone, they're always above me. They're always on 28s or 21s, yeah. I'm on 56s. So the way I look at it, they should know the points that aren't being asked. That's, that's I, I will criticise that from a couple of aspects. Um, first of all, your knowledge is not their knowledge and what they're doing knowledge-wise or standard-wise or how they got to 28 has got nothing to do with you. Whatever it is, they're separate. You're doing your knowledge. So you can't compare in any way. Yeah, yeah. But um, if there's a, there's a process of remembering things, which is seeing something for the first time, second time, third time, and by degree in different ways. So if I'm working with you, and no matter what level I'm on, and your questions come up, and you know both the points, well, commendable, thank you very much. I don't know either of the points, and you can't know everything at every stage, and there's always a variation in what we know. So let's say the two points, you know them, I don't. I definitely am going to see them, but if I look on Google now, I get a degree of learning a degree of understanding to a percentage that's kind of took me to somewhere that I can understand what you're doing. I now know the name of the point that you've mentioned. I now know it's in this particular road and I can now roughly say I know where it is. I don't have it in my heart 
yet because I tend to feel like you do. I, I, if I visit it, I kind of own it. If I don't visit it, I'm kind of, um, I don't feel it. I don't have a feeling. I can still cheat you that I know it. But the idea would be that I'm definitely going to learn it better because I've already took on a percentage of the learning until I see it. And when I see it, it's going to be very much easier for me to then remember. Do you understand that? I do. But if the examiner is asked in that point on a regular basis, shouldn't we both know it in the first place? Well, again, you can't, you can't criticise anybody for what they know because you don't know what it is that they do know that you don't know. So yeah, let's that. say you, there's 50 points on the sheet this week and two of them have been coming out every day for the past week, but they're the two I haven't managed to reach. I'm doing the other 48. So there's always a, a drop-off. Yeah, yeah. And I know what you're saying. It generally shouldn't be something that's coming out again and again, but you've been on knowledge a little while. So you should be at the top end of um, knowing points. Whereas someone who's a beginner may not have come across that point on a regular basis. Some points get asked this week, don't they, that may have not been asked for a year. Yeah. But it's been asked this week and then it gets asked the next day and the next day. So it's suddenly been kicked back into life. We know it's only been asked three times. Imagine that. It says on the sheet, number-wise, three times. But we know watching it three times in three days means it's important because it's going to come out next week and I'm up next week and it should... Percentage-wise, there's a higher percentage that you might get asked it. So you only get to that stage when you're quite advanced watching the sheet and you start to see the process. If you're still working on the numbers, like I would suggest most beginners do, which is you need to know the stuff that's 20 times asked, you wouldn't notice that this little point has just crept into the weekly numbers going up. Etam, you have just got your badge recently. Yes. You are a new cab driver. You are uh, from Turkey. I am. Okay, Memnon Oldham. <laughs> and uh, how have you found it? You've been out there now. What's going on? It's is a good job. Yeah? Uh, uh, first first day I was struggling because uh, I was on Grona Square. Yeah. Someone told me to, to take him um, somewhere and I was shocked. Where shall I go? Which way should you go? Can you remember uh, the destination so we can uh, go through the pain somewhere, with you? Somewhere uh, in Nothing Hillgate. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, uh, then I say, I was thinking about two seconds and then I realised South Hardley Street just, <laughs> <laughs> then I just drove into, uh, into South Hardley Street. So yeah, uh, where was you? I thought you said Grosvenor Crescent. Did you say you was in Grosvenor Square? No, Grosvenor Square. Okay, you was in Grosvenor Square. Square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first day I was a bit panicking. After a while, after, yeah. Uh, yeah, after, yeah. I'm happy. Now if someone asks me to take somewhere, I just... You can get stuck with stuff. I mean, no matter how good or advanced you get, there's always a brain block. And every one of my cab driver friends, including me, we've all had a complete brain shutdown. And my one that I've always remembered is I was in Whitehall. I was facing Trafalgar Square yeah. in Whitehall. And they got come to the cab and they wanted to go to Marsham Street. So... It's literally, I don't know how I did it, but instinctively I did a U-turn with no idea where Marsham Street was. Nothing. I was as blank as anything. Marsham Street. I don't know why I don't know Marsham Street. And I've got the length of Whitehall and Parliament Street to get it, haven't I? I've got literally a few hundred yards for it to come to me. And it did. And I just remember the the onset of panic. I've got, because I know my instinct says, this is local. This is big. This is obvious, and I ain't got no idea where it is. Zero. Uh, I have a friend who dropped Chelsea Bridge, and he said, what happened? They asked him to go to Chelsea Bridge, and he pictured an apartment block of, uh, called Chelsea Bridge, uh, rather than picturing Chelsea Bridge. 
and he couldn't think where the apartment block was. He's now think, trying to think of Chelsea Bridge Apartments and his brain's in conflict with Chelsea Bridge Apartments and Chelsea Bridge. And he said to them, I, I don't know where it is. It happens. <laughs> and I said, what? It happens. I picked I pick <laughs> up um, a couple on Bayswater Road where Lancaster Gate is. Yeah. And they told me to take them to uh, around somewhere around Pimlico. Yeah. Yeah, uh, turn right to get on uh, Palace Gardens Terrace, and they just stopped me to use park. Through the park? Yeah, through the park. But sometimes it happens, you don't see. You don't see the end point. Well, you might have been better. You was going, oh, where he was coming from? Uh, Lanca- around Lancaster Gate. Oh, yeah, you're at Lancaster yeah. Gate. Yeah, 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 yeah of I, course. I, I just turned and it was going right. to where? Uh, I was going to, uh, it was uh, Cambridge Street. Okay, you need yeah, to go straight yeah, through yeah, the park. Yeah. I, I should use a uh, park. But I just turned right to get yeah. on Palace Gardens Terrace, Kensington Church Street, because my mind was blank. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. see anything. Yeah. But these are the dilemmas that we have as well, is that very often you can get a job that falls 50-50 of left of the park or right of the park, left of the Hempstead Heath or right of Hempstead Heath. And when you're in that thing, in that zone, uh, at that moment, you're trying to make the choice, and I guarantee you'll make the wrong one. They'll say it was the other way. What I learned... Uh, don't be shy. Just it's all about communication. Yeah, yeah. If you don't see, ask them. That's so, would you recommend to feel to give up the knowledge at the stages out? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Because Phil's been Phil's been mentally struggling for the past years about uh, giving it up. Yeah, even if he calls me and tells me uh, he's tr- thinking about giving up, what I do, I don't go to work. I come here and try to explain how good job is. Yeah, it's amazing. I, 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 I was a kebab man. I, I've done too many jobs. But this is the best job I have done in my life. Oh, wow. It took me four years. I got family. I was struggling. It's normal. Yeah. You know, bills, rent. But this is the best job I have done in my life. Wow, um, that's fan, fantastic for people to hear that yeah. at home as well. So um, there's a few people who don't agree with you. and There's a few... Uh, doom and gloomers out there that will say you, you don't know what you're talking about but yeah uh, people like uh, it's not easy to make money yeah if you work in a shop like any job yeah it's hard but i got my freedom yes i'm gonna go home now i'm gonna take my son to funfair yeah i booked which my one holidays. Bidet Road Bidet, funfair? no uh, finsbury park oh there's one in finsbury yeah. park as well at the moment yeah so uh, when i was chef I could. I I um. I was asking permission t- from my boss to go uh, holiday, but I just booked my holiday to different hotel. Where are you going? I'm going to Greece. I'm going my own uh, six nights. Yeah. Then after that, uh, my family they come in. Yeah. Another six. Six nights, six nights with a girlfriend, 12. and then the six nights with a family. <laughs> 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 wow! Fantastic. I yeah. mean, it is an inspiration to sort of like. Build people up and know. And this is, uh, I think sometimes people forget, certainly our age, Phil, we're both kind of middle-aged men. Old gits. Yeah. (laughs) Now imagine we're jobless and skint. Uh, Our options, we're not going to walk into £25 an hour jobs. We're just not going to get them. Um, And we we are not going to get the crop, cream of the crop jobs. We might, if we're lucky, get a £15 an hour job, £17 an hour job doing something. And that job will be exactly what Etam said. We now can't go on holiday 
And if we do go on holiday, it's probably a job where they're saying to you, I ain't paying holiday pay. We're, we're not going to be anywhere. It's going to be a bottom of the run thing. So even if we could become a cab driver and earn £17 per hour, the freedom factor is a, an, a, something that people don't take into account too much. The freedom to, first of all, if there's a problem with the children at school, there's no leaving work or asking some boss what is a problem. It's just you turn around in a cab, off you go, you solve the problem, you go back to work if you want to, you stay home if you want to. Um, life Having the freedom this job gives us is a life. It gives us a life to live that we don't necessarily have when we're working for somebody else. I haven't worked for anybody else now for 35 years, I think it is. Phil, you're an ex-boxer. Yeah. You're still boxing, uh, training or not at all? I'm still training, yeah. yeah. And you are, I know, because me and you know each other very well, I know that you're a, a real, well-disciplined vegan. I am, yeah. Um, and you've been a vegan for four years. Yeah, about four or five years. Yeah, and before that, you was a vegetarian. Before that, I was a vegetarian. Yeah. And, be, and before that, when you was boxing, was you eating a lot of protein and meat? I when was you a boxing? vegetarian. Was you? Yeah. You was a vegetarian boxer. Yeah. Was you a childhood bit vegetarian? Um, no, but I wouldn't eat no red meat. Yeah. Um, I've never ever tasted a burger. Never tasted a sausage. Never ate bacon. Never had the. It's never appealed to me. I've never really liked the look of it. It's never appealed to eating it. Wow, chicken. Um, I've I've had chicken on a, on a, for a long time, but then I started getting uh, problems with chicken, uh, oh. psoriasis and stuff like that. All right. So it wasn't agreeing. I went and had a test done at the um, I think it was Parks Hospital, and they said I was allergic to chicken. So wow. So I stopped actually eating that. Oh, um, but in the end, yeah, I, 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 like I was saying earlier before this podcast, I ended up having a, a car crash and an accident, and the doctor suggested to me that my health would be better. Because yeah. when I when I was boxing, whenever I had a blood test done, my blood test wasn't coming back that good. Yeah, um, it was to do with all the restriction of diets and draining out and everything else. My blood blood uh, see my medicals wasn't coming back very good. So yeah. anyway, it all had a toll in the end, and then obviously I had to do something. So yeah. uh, since I've become vegan, every blood test I have done um, is perfect. And um, yeah, I did actually, um, I was actually part of Bart's Hospital doing um, some research with them, yeah. where I would go there and um, go on their treadmill and they would do certain tests and all the rest of it. And um, at the moment, um, my art is 20 years younger than my age. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've just had that recently done. Okay. My art is 20 years younger than the age. My blood pressure is 118 over 74. Good. Um, the heart rate is... 45 yeah. so i'm sitting pretty well well that was ever since yeah <laughs> but that was because you had the heart transplant didn't you from the, yeah. the man who was 20 years younger than you yeah. they, they, yeah. they took his heart stuck it in there but, uh, yeah so i'm pretty fit and healthy but um yeah I've got, I've got lots of metal and lots of problems going. well on. you've got pins in your neck yeah i had a car crash when i was doing the knowledge yeah. you got pins in your legs uh, no i've got uh, uh, pins in my arm arm yeah i've got pins in my neck i've got pins in my lower back um, I stopped counting major surgeries after having 30 of them. I've 30. Had 30 operations, uh, more than 30. I stopped yeah. counting them after 30. But considering, yeah, with all, no, all jokes aside, with considering the amount of uh, surgeries I've had and the amount of problems I've had and unluck, um, yeah. I am lucky to be alive, to be honest. Well, if you was a dog, they'd have put you to sleep years ago. Probably, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. When, I, when I had a broken neck, um, I, did, I did actually get taken to Whitechapel Hospital. Yeah. And four days there, they they kept me in uh, intensive care, but they didn't have a clue what to do with me. Uh, my son kind of got got me from there and, and took me to um, Edgware Private Hospital, and I had it done privately. Oh wow! 
So I don't know what would have happened if I would have stayed at, you know, Whitechapel Hospital. They didn't know what they was going to treat they you. They didn't know what they was going to do with too it. Too expensive. Not a well, the, the spinal cord was crushed with the spine itself. Yeah. Um, three of the vertebrae had collapsed. The bones around the vertebrae yeah. all squashed. And basically they said that if they do the surgery, they're going to cripple me anyway. Yeah. And if they don't do the surgery... I, I can't walk around as I am. Yeah, so yeah. So basically, I was stuck. So with all the damage that was there, you was lucky that the nerves weren't damaged to, to the extent that you lost feeling in the lower body. Yeah, I did. I did actually after having the surgery done. Um, that the, the when I went when I went to the the other hospital and um, see the surgeon there. Yeah. Um, they did actually say to me that it's it's, it's unlikely that I would ever walk again. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was the outcome of it, and they, they yeah. he, he did say to me that it's. More likely, you're going to be paralysed from the neck down after having the surgery, um, because what, what what they explained was where it's all crushed. When they when they put me to sleep to um, remove all the crushed parts, um, blood would rush to that area and, and automatically cripple me. So that's what they said that, that would that would would have, uh, actually happen. So but, you, um, you yeah. you've always got <laughs> such a negative outlook on some other things when we've spoken in the past. You must be the luckiest man alive. What are you talking about? Oh, I probably am. Yeah. <laughs> well, luck or unluck, I don't know. Well, you know, there's an old uh, Chinese proverb, the man in the village's um, son is trying to ride the horse and the horse stamples on him and crushes his leg and breaks his leg. The following day, the army comes and takes all the young men away to fight in a war, but not him because he's got a broken leg. So luck is a perspective of um, whatever it is that it leads to. You, but it, yeah, it was. That's the reason why I mainly I've been on the knowledge for so long. I did do two years on the knowledge, learning the knowledge when uh, before I had this car crash. Yeah, and then um, uh, I, had a, I had a smart car and I had a bike. At the time, I was in a smart car. Um, I just come back from London. I was on my way home on the A13, and a lorry drove into the back of me. Um, yeah, and that was the end of that. So when when I come, I, I spent a year in hospital. Um, learning to walk again. I couldn't use my hands, couldn't feed myself. So I spent a year in hospital. And then when I come out of there, obviously I, all I was thinking about at the time was starting the knowledge again. Um, obviously I started it again. Yeah. I was still, still, still on it. Well, but it's, a, it's been a journey since then. Lots of things have happened while I've been on the knowledge. and Yeah. It's, it's an amazing uh, story. Lot, it's not my fault, yeah. but... Phil, I mean, obviously when, whenever we talk, we kind of learn more and more. And... Uh, Everybody's got interesting lives and some have got dull lives, but bloody hell, you've been for it, son. It's been exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for everyone, yeah. but uh, uh, to be honest, yeah, it's, it's, it is it what it is. There's, there's lots of people out there worse than me, I'm sure, but yeah, you know, I've had my fair deals. Yeah, well, I'm, I want to see you um, finish the knowledge. I, I feel that you're the last person that I want to care about because it hurts me too much caring about everybody and watching them get through the knowledge so you're getting out it's going to be it I, I told Ian Gerard that he was my last but I think you're you're the last I got Etam out Etam was a nightmare <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you man yeah He's, I'm gonna get there yeah I'm, I'm sure you are the one who I never forget yeah. while this journey well you do make friends Etam yeah, on this journey through, through I so got written yep. to quite a lot of people You'll see people out there now. You'll pass through yeah. years ago, saying hello and stuff like that. Oh, I remember, I remember yeah. we having coffee. Yeah, when we see each other, it's nice. It's nice. Job. Yeah, I remember Dretton when uh, when Etam uh, finished. Uh, Dretton became me call over partner. It was funny because he said to me when when I first started the school, 
Obviously, Etam and Dritton was doing the knowledge. Etam and Dritton? Yeah, both of them, weren't they? <laughs> Etam and Dritton. They were both doing the knowledge. They yeah. were partners. And, yeah. and I remember Dritton saying to me that um, he said, as soon as he see me, he just made a decision that he was never going to speak to me. <laughs> 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 I don't know what it was. He goes, you're just one of them people. Yeah. That when, you, when you look at you, he's just like, no, we keep well away from you. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, we've become good friends again. Yeah. Like, yeah, we phone each other on a regular yeah. basis and... I yeah. can see why. I can see. I mean, I can. I can see why. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Classic. Well, negative. That's yeah. Right. yeah, but yeah, I've made some good friends. Yeah. You do. You do but need to keep your chin up. I mean, you are fifty sixes. You've been redlined from twenty eights. You've had a rough journey. I don't think you deserve ev- everything. Uh, you're not the world's greatest knowledge student. <laughs> no, definitely not. You're not no. the uh, world's worst either. No. That was Etam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Etam, so where are you from in Turkey, Etam? I'm, I'm from Gaziantep. So very much a hit by the earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so nothing happened to my family. Great. Just so cool. house uh, was damaged. The house was damaged? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think people uh, here are fully... We don't have any... We take these things in our stride when it's over there. It's in Turkey. I was in Turkey when the earthquake yeah. happened. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I lived there. The news is 24 hours talking about the earthquake. The I have to be careful what I have to say because the government could take away your visa quite easily, so I can't criticise anybody. That's absolutely true. If they know where you are, the visa will be gone and I'll be exported from the country. But um, it's 55,000 people are dead, I think, at the moment. It's 3 yeah. million displaced, and it's a city the size of Manchester that has collapsed. That's the deal. To be honest, they say in fifty thousand people, but I don't believe more than. Well, the, the fa- that's the problem with the, the the trusting of the government in Turkey is that you just don't know the the earthquake before this. The whole world reported the earthquake before this, which was in Izmir, which is in my city. You're talking about nineteen ninety nine. No, that's the Izmir one, isn't it? Nineteen ninety nine. Istanbul. Yeah, the big, one. The big the, one. There was another big one in Izmir a year ago. Izmir had mm. anyway. The earthquake it killed some people. About fifty people died. In Izmir. My wife was in the kitchen when it went off. She she is terrified. She had to leave the house, go and live somewhere else. It was really... The windows all go like they're in uh, the Matrix. They, they move like the sea. They go in wavy. So you, it's an amazing thing to watch. Um, but the government has a special fund for when the earthquake is 7.0. The whole world reported the earthquake at 7.0 to 7.1 except Turkey reported it at 6.9. No, <laughs> <laughs> the, so the whole world's thingies have got it, and that, now they don't have to pay certain amounts of uh, relief. Um, but that was a big earthquake, but nothing, uh, nothing can, I don't think people can comprehend what's gone on there in Turkey at the moment. Turkish, tur- Turkish news doesn't tell truth. No. That's, that's why I don't watch it. Yeah. Well, it tells the heartbreaking mm. stuff. I mean, I yeah. literally, my children... They've been crying several nights, but my wife probably cried the most. She really yeah. suffered. She's completely in shock. She's We'd be in bed and she'll just start crying because she's thinking of it. But she's been doing a load of um, earthquake relief work. She's been giving, uh, going around collecting all stuff that people have got in their houses that are excessive, that we've got more of, that we can give away. And uh, we had a, a flat screen TV, the yeah. old one, so about that thick, which means it's old. Uh, we can give that away because someone's not got a TV. So she's going to this family and she's checking what they got and what they need. They say, well, we need a TV. And then she gets a phone call from the brother of this family. He says, 
I, I can't let my brother, who's a criminal, do this. Every time you go to his house and he says what he wants, they hide their TV, they hide their th- possessions in the other room, and then they tell you they haven't got stuff. Absolutely broke her, it did. Absolutely broke her. She's, she's running around doing all these things. She got him a job. She's got people jobs. She's got houses rent-free for one year for like five families. She's been working amazingly. And then you've got someone that just goes on the back of that at that t- stage in time and chooses to scam you yeah. of possessions. Even, yeah. even prices gone up. Yeah. You know, like if, you, if they're selling a bottle of water, if it was, uh, say, one Turkish lira before earthquake, yeah. after that, five Turkish lira, ten yeah. Turkish lira, so which is not nice. There's some amazing people who've been working and helping yeah, in the earthquake. Obviously. And then there's those, there was an old woman they interviewed and they said, look, why are you not going to one of the camps or whatever? She's living in the rubble of her house. And she said, the people keep coming and stealing my things. I'm staying here. It was like, so there are these people that exist that are completely shameful. There are two stories um, I saw on the telly that make me cry. Uh, to say one of them, if I said this one story, which I'm not going to tell on the radio, uh, it will make me cry instantly. But the other one, which is also completely heartbreaking, is they're digging through the rubble and they find the back of a man, a big, big man. And they dig around him, they get around his head, and they he's a dead, he's a dead man. And, they, and as they pull him out, he's rigor mortis. He's been held himself in a position for long enough held the weight of everything off of himself because his child is oh wow <laughs> his, his kid is there he's kept his kid alive he's kept the whole building off his kid yeah. and you think like well oh well i've struggled to tell that one the other one i can't even tell so forget about the other one but you you look at people's um we've all got children and you look at their ability to that we'd go to the extent that someone would go to to save their their own family. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, we need to sort of um, understand. We're lucky here; we don't get bloody earthquakes. Yeah. Ah yeah. Oh, dear. Um, so yeah, sorry we've took it to a sad, a sad situation. <laughs> I know your sad situation. <laughs> oh, I mean, I it's know. not easy to get someone from. Imagine eight floor tower block. Yeah. Is impossible. I, I, we, we live because we're fathers. Yeah. You tell yourself, no matter what it is, I would be digging through steel and everything to get to them. You'd be doing something, and it's like, you know, sometimes you've yeah, got nothing you can do. While you're digging, you might kill them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another. Yeah. Oh. they did. Um, well, my wife's cousin, he went down and he was on the relief teams and stuff like that. And he said in the end, they were taking bodies from the rubble, but it was so cold that as he was pulling the bodies out, they were snapping. Arms were snapping off and yeah. things like that, where it was it's so cold. that. The so he had the double whammy, didn't they? They had the earthquake and then the snow came. So you're, you're yeah. trapped in a, a place where it's snowed on top of you. And the government basically gave permission for the houses to be built without any restrictions because they went for a housing plan. They, they have a restrict, strict laws on earthquake. Buildings need to be a certain regulation for earthquakes. 
And the government said, no, don't worry about that for the moment because you all need houses. We can knock that on the head. And there was one city, I forgot the name of it, where the, the guy who was in control of it didn't allow it. And the whole city is still standing. Oh, Tunjeli. It is, yes. He, he, the, guy, the guy there, the engineer there, was checking that the things were done to the construction standards and the city is still standing and yet other cities just gone. And I think if people in this country understand that, let's imagine that Manchester just collapsed. That collapsed. How would you feel? And there's only a million people, I think, in Manchester. So, well, that was a bit of a down. Now we're talking about the knowledge. <laughs> you know, it is normal to have earthquake, but it's all about how you're building yeah, build it properly. Build it properly, then yeah. see what happens. So many people wouldn't have died if it was built even reasonably properly. I got garden house as well. Actually, my dad's one. Yeah, nothing happened. Yeah, do you? I tell my, I felt the earthquake in Izmir. Yeah, that one. Yep, only a little bit. But what my, I know, I felt it because this happened. I I got out of bed and went to the living room and laid on the sofa. I something get too hot. When I laid on the sofa, someone sat on the sofa with me. Uh, it, they absolutely sat on the sofa So it's a ghost I've jumped up thinking That is unbelievable Are you, I'm in the, on the room on my own And someone sat on the sofa And then you The next day is the earthquake But basically I wasn't imagining it The sofa had moved enough For me to make Think That someone had sat down On the sofa with me It was exactly the same time As the earthquake So the, the ghost feeling was that mm. And then I realised as well A lot of people who think They've saw, seen ghosts over the years Or, or had strange things you can be 500 miles away from an earthquake. Basically, the building has just moved and you've had a out-of-body experience with it. So, but I'm, I'm fat four earthquakes in now. I've, uh, I'm quite experienced with earthquakes. That's what I call, I'm calling you. You are half Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> you are my brother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, now, knowledge-wise, let's go back to the knowledge. Yeah. Let's get back on the subject. Um, Etem, you love the job. Phil, you're, you're still trying to get the job. Phil, we didn't talk about uh, Reggie. Your son's doing the knowledge. How's he doing? Um, he's 3-1 down at the moment. 3-1 down. Is he following your footsteps? No. <laughs> 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 no, he does his own thing. Uh, he goes out and does his own collecting and his own his own method of doing the knowledge. Yeah. Um, he's dyslexic as well, so he's finding it hard. It's not easy. Oh, I, but I think everyone in Canning Town is dyslexic, aren't they? Possibly. No one went to school. I think <laughs> even the teachers was dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I don't know if we're dyslexic or just stupid, to be honest. Well, I, a bit of both. I, yeah, I do think there is a little bit of both going on. I do think that a lot of uh, us that have been raised in the East End did not get a, a decent schooling. No. We, you know, we got a school to go to. Yeah, um, and that was great, and that was a privilege to have a school to go to. But you know, not everybody came out being able to add up and write things down. They they came out. We, we like uh, Mickey Flanagan says, you know, we, we are the people that carry the boxes to the van. We're not even qualified to drive the van. Yeah, we, yeah. That our jobs are the box carriers to the van, and it does seem a little bit like that when we were kids. I mean, they, they've done a statistic the other day. I saw about different cultures who go to university and none of my culture goes to university. Do you know anyone who went to university that would have been in your sort of immediate friendships and surroundings? Um, no, they've been to university since. I know a lot of people I went to school with have, have got degrees now. Yeah, they went back afterwards. They went back after, yeah. yeah. No one was interested in school when I was at school. No, no, me neither. It was, you, know, you wanted to get work and Basically, carry boxes yeah. as quickly as possible. 
So you could go to Hackney Road and uh, party. Yeah. Well, I left school when I was 15. Me too. I started roofing. A roofer at 15? Yeah. Well, labouring. Carrying. I wasn't a roofer. I wasn't a labourer. I was just carrying rubbish. You you know they don't leave school now (laughs) until they're 18, do they? 18, unless you've got a a job you can leave when you're 16. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, You you have to have a job. Yeah. School is boring. School is boring, yeah. Etam, how old are you? I'm 41. 41, okay. So you went to school in Turkey? Yeah. Government school or private? No, government. Yeah. No, I'm not rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, always, always. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like to stay in one place. I love to be outside, drive around, to talk to people, have a conversation, you know. Yeah. Like yesterday, I picked up a family from um, Mount Calm East, Citroid. I dropped them uh, Stamford Bridge while I was driving. We had a nice conversation. Then they told me to pick them from Stamford Bridge. To Come again? Uh, yeah. Then after that, they told me to take them to a nice restaurant. I took them to a nice restaurant. Which one? Um, a Turkish one? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not Turkish. That was Italian, which which I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I didn't. I haven't seen it before. Oh, uh, they they named the restaurant. Yeah, yeah they yeah. named the restaurant, yeah. and I took them. I was waiting outside. After that, they told me to drop them to a hotel. Uh, when I dropped them to hotel, they told me uh, to drop them uh, airport today. Today is Tuesday, Wednesday, no? yeah, Friday, yeah. Friday. So you got time. the airport? Yeah, I got the airport. So they, she, the lady, lady got my number, and uh, they told me they will call me whenever they yeah. visit London. So it's a nice job. I love yeah. it. This is th- this is a part that I never really did too much of, but it's a very important part of a modern taxi driver is to network, take numbers, take cards, have people that are regulars. Um, and there will be certainly people coming from abroad. Yeah. Once they know they've got a taxi driver they like and trust, they want to land and know they're getting this because then for them it's no stress. They know exactly... Because, you know, I mean, in Turkey, I haven't had any bad experiences really in the taxis in Turkey, but in Turkey the taxis can rip you off. Yeah, uh, And I do think, we spoke about this on many podcasts, I, I do not know of a single London taxi driver that would deliberately rip you off because we know too much. And uh, the only time you might be ripped off is because the taxi driver genuinely mucked it up, that they, they didn't get it right. They made the, the wrong decisions about the, the turnings and stuff like that. I'm really, really pleased that you like the job and it's a very good for people listening to yeah. have your input. Um we we did start off with the the googly eyes uh, situation. So yeah. just as a straw poll, um, you're you're coming from the perspective I think both of you that it's, it's wrong to do the knowledge on Google. Um, I think the information on there is not too good. Um, really? Yeah, I pre- I prefer to go there and have a look. Yeah. To be honest, to be honest, I don't learn nothing by Google. To be honest, no. Uh, but you haven't learned nothing in years, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's like when I said, look, when my boy started, he goes, how are you going to remember all these lefts, no lefts, no rights, and all the rest of all the restrictions? Yeah. I said, and I said to him the other day, I said, I don't remember any, I don't specifically put myself out to remember any restrictions. Yes. What I do is when I'm at there, I do so much driving in London that automatically I know the restrictions because of what roads I do and don't By, take. by memory, we, we pick up nature yeah. of what the restrictions so, are. So when I'm effort. calling a run to an examiner, I will only use the runs, the, the roads that I've drove myself in yeah. the car. Yeah. And obviously, I know they work because I've drove them. Yes, and that's uh, that's the that's the absolute attitude that you need to always. When have. I when I first started the knowledge, people said to me, "You need to learn all the lefts and rights, all the all, every set of traffic lights. I need to know all the lefts and rights I can and can't do." And I, 
I'm never going to learn it if I do that. No one would. Uh, no. no. And I, these people give out advice in this this fashion that is just insane. Um, and uh, don't take this advice. You don't basically do not need to learn the negatives, as we've already pointed out. You learn the positives. You learn what you can do, and you know the answer to questions, and know as many answers as you possibly can. You can never know everything, but if you try to know something at one junction then you're going to learn four less things that day because there's another few more interesting things you could have learned further up. And yet those things you learned at that one junction may have been no use to you ever in any question you ever use. They may never have a, a utility to them. So I completely uh, agree with that. It's the same with the turnarounds. Like, uh, well, people call them turnarounds. Yep. If you need a turnaround, or Mr Gunnings is a prime example. Yeah. Um, when I'm in the area, if if I'm in Wandsworth or whatever, um, them little turnarounds, I don't revise them on a regular basis. No. But if I go to collect another point around there, I will specifically put myself out to, and drive to drive that little turnaround yeah. again. Um, yeah. When you drive it, that's the thing. When we drive around it, we get a retention of a, a history of us. I, I have a feeling and a history that I did that. So the, the attachment to it is deeper. And then the turnaround, of I said to people with the turnarounds, I know that these four roads are the turnaround for it. I don't know what their names are, yeah. but I know there's four roads. So when the question comes out on the sheet, I can try to regurgitate the four roads, successfully or unsuccessfully, doesn't matter. If I know that they work, I just look at the map again. The four names are on the map. Yeah. And then I say, right, that's the four roads we need. They're the names. Exactly Let's do, yeah. repeat them again. And then next time it comes out, hopefully, I've got it. And eventually you do get it. But, but just revising them them four roads like to do a turnaround, even if I revise them every day, it's, it's no use to me. It's and it's no use to most people because, no, again, pointless. they're distracting themselves doing one thing over here when there's already plenty to do over but here. I do see a lot of students doing it where they're zooming in to each point to look at a turnaround or look at a road that mm. they might as well just drive that the next time they're there. Yeah, well. Uh, but that's the way I'll do it, but <laughs> I'm still on 56. Is <laughs> no, I know, but your, your, your road has Maybe been slightly different. <laughs> Um, I think, you know, yours is comes down to the fact of how you've abused the examiners over the years. <laughs> I haven't intentionally gone in there to expu uh, No, you haven't intentionally them, abused them. Uh, oh, there was an incident in there. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Well, if you want to, go on. Uh, I think I need to apologise to Mr. White, uh, Mr. Whitehead. Mr. Bit, Whitehead, okay. Well, not Mr. Whitehead indirectly. Mr. Hall, Mr. Hall, Mr. Hall. Not Mr. Whitehead, Mr. Hall. But it's not directly to him. I think it's to his son, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I know, I know what happened here. Go on. It was right at the start of the, it was right at the start of the knowledge. Um, it was my second appearance. I didn't know nothing about the knowledge. It was my second appearance. I walked into there, and I met Mr. Hall's son at the counter. Yeah. And I was trying to book in, so I was walked up to him. And I said, oh, "Good morning, sir. I'm, a, I'm here for the knowledge." And he goes, "Yeah, what for?" And I said, "For the knowledge, sir. Yeah, yeah, what for?" And that was the, all I got out of him was, "Yeah, what for?" So anyway, uh, Mr. Hall and uh, who was the other guy who's who died of cancer? Uh, Mr. Swire. Mr. White. Yeah, Mr. Hall, Mr. Swire was standing at the back. And I didn't know who they was, but they were standing at the back. And anyway, I don't know whether they knew what was going on, but his son was just like griefing me up as such. It's like when I was trying to book in, he won't book me in until I told him what for. Well, I was there for the knowledge, but what he wanted was out of me. He, want, he, he wanted, are you on 56s, 28s or 21s? Yeah. That's what he wanted. What exactly to, are you there yeah, for? Yeah, what Phil? exactly am I there for? Right? I don't know. Where's the knowledge department, Phil? Everybody's there for the knowledge. I need to know what exactly you're here yeah, he for. He wasn't explaining that to me. It was my, <laughs> my second appearance. So anyway, in the end, I said to him, uh, uh, have you got some special needs or something? <laughs> 
it's like, oh, as soon as I said it, I thought, no, this is wrong. What am I doing? It's like, yeah. uh, and Mr. Hall and Mr. Swire looked up and they both started laughing, but I don't know whether they <laughs> laughed because they heard me or laughed because of what he was doing to me or yeah. what was ever happening. Anyway, uh, um, and then from that on, uh, I think um, on that appearance, Mr. Hall called me in. I had actually had him as an examiner, so I realised that he was an examiner. Yeah. But I didn't know until afterwards, one of my mates told me who was actually doing the knowledge. He said to him, yeah, that's Mr. Hall's son. And I thought, oh, no. Uh. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they took it personally. To be I honest. don't think they did. I, I, don't I, think, think. I think, well, we, we did find out, didn't we? That yeah. we, we, did, we did question them and yeah. uh, they actually had no knowledge of it. Mr. Hall was a great but, examiner, but it's but, a great uh, story, to be honest that's, with you. That is the truth what happened. And yeah. then um, I had an incident with Mr. Patel just recently as well. Yeah. Where, um, what, what happened there? Well, I went in for an appearance, and um, I've always been pretty good on my points, although they're proper suffering at the minute. I don't yeah. know what's happened, but I seem to be dropping a lot of points. But, um, yeah, I went in there, I sat down, and <laughs> as soon as he asked me the point, before he actually finished asking the point, I was giving him the answer. Because I was all lyped up, ready to, for this uh, this appearance. And I've got myself all lyped up for the appearance. So I would have got me dropped that day as well, I think. It, I think I was going to be dropped down to, 20, uh, to 28. So anyway, I'm all lyped up for this appearance. And um, Mr. he's asked me these questions. But they, was, they seemed really easy to me. So I answered them straight away. So then what happened was um, he, he asked me, uh, I think it was um, Paddington Station to Everlinger Children's Hospital. Yeah. And I did question him. I said, do you want the, the children's hospital, sir? And he, and he goes, yeah. So I've took him there, a decent route, and then he's gone, never use, um, what was it, uh, Westminster Bridge to go to that hospital. I'm thinking, that's surely the line. And I'm thinking, me, is that the line? And I'm thinking, oh, maybe I've got something wrong. Yeah. So he goes, well, you haven't scored a day for that reason. And I said, no problem, sir. So anyway, he did get a bit... Um, loud in there and stuff but I was still polite to him I said no problem so I come out there and I made a complaint straight away <laughs> and how did how did that go <laughs> oh we made a complaint to uh, yeah. mum channels and um, uh, <laughs> basically uh, you just got a lot about it didn't you? We, well, made, yeah. we made a complaint I went up there we I didn't said, make an uh, complaint no we didn't we, we had an inquiry yeah, we had an inquiry we inquired as to what was happening he said I took him to the wrong place well yes I, he, he says it was Charing Cross Hospital yeah but that would have been easier for me it's just down uh, yeah, I, no, I think it, I was coming from Duquesne Road I it's think. true no, and, yeah, and Battersea, it couldn't be uh, much more different so that's the strange thing so the Westminster Bridge thing wouldn't have applied to Charing Cross Hospital he did say to me uh, on, on the, he goes never use Westminster always use Lambeth uh, Bridge and I think oh, I, I don't know so I'm thinking I'm thinking to myself when, when we got the <laughs> The result back from uh, Ma'am Chenner's when we done the, uh, you know, when we looked into it, it's it's like, well, why was he explaining Lambeth Bridge if I, if he wanted to come straight down the map? We, yeah. I still wouldn't use Lambeth anyway, but that's forgotten about. Yeah, no, it's forgotten uh, about. I mean, we give the, the examiner at the moment needs the benefit of the doubt, but there are some. It would be good, and it isn't super difficult for every single appearance to be digitally recorded. You don't need a great deal of information, but the words that we say in an appearance. They, they were a few, it could go either way. It could work either way that way. Yeah, it could yeah. work either way, but at least there's an adjudication as to being clear about it rather than being my word for it and your word for it. I am going to say from experience, nine times out of ten, the student is in the wrong about what they think they said and what they think they heard because you're under a little bit of stress when you're in there. Um, and there's, there's been a classic over the years which and even when you're here working with each other you could ask someone 
where something is. Um, let's say the Royal Garden Hotel. Yeah, Royal Garden. Yeah, Royal yeah. Garden. Yeah. So you get asked the Royal Garden Hotel. So this is kind of common. The student will say, I told the examiner where the point was and he said it wasn't there. So what point did he ask you? I'm inquiring to you. And you say, oh, he asked me the Royal Garden Hotel. And I said, where did you say it was? And you say, I said it was in Kensington High Road. And you're like, you said it was where? Kensington High Road. Okay. Yeah, and he said, and I know it's in Kensington High Road. I said, no, you, the, the mistake is subtle. Yeah, yeah. But to us, and, and when we're saying it, we, as you can imagine how hard it is to recognise your own mistake on that one. You would hear it and you just think you don't know that you're saying it wrong. And then when someone points it out and says it's Kensington High Street, you would like, oh, no. <laughs> Especially when you feel pressure. Yes. On shoulder. But you're Not swearing easy. blind, aren't exactly. you? You came out, I swear blind, I gave him the answer or her the answer. Yeah. It was there and they were winding me up. No, they weren't winding you up. You did not say what you think you said. But the recording of it would, would clear that all up for everybody. So, um, and there's so much at stake for us sometimes. I think people forget the, the pressure for us to pass out, get our jobs, and like what's happened to you, Tam, our family life changes, our world changes. The, the, we can start to try to be happy in a different way. So everything is relying on this. Yes. And then we've lost it on a, a technicality. Someone, oh, one of my students just today, he's used Glendower Place instead of Butte Street. He's gone up Glendower Place instead of going up Butte Street. So he said Glendower, and the examiner said to him, um, did, did you want to change that? He said, oh, oh sorry, I, I meant to say, I didn't go up the wrong street. My mind went up the right street. I said the wrong name, Butte Street. Now, wrong name is losing one point. Wrong way up a one-way street is losing 10 points. And it now falls in the realm of the examiner to decide, is he, does he name the wrong name? Did he name the wrong street like, and lose one point? Or does he go up the wrong way at one way street and lose 10? And he lost 10, gave him down as 10. So the idea would be, can you complain about it? Well, no, you can't really because it's, it's true. You've used one instead of the other. I don't know that you've named it wrong. For me, you've gone up the wrong way rather than that. And, and then you think about it. The small technicality of Glendower and Butte, wow, 10 points gone and a, and a C gone over this tiny 10-yard difference between a right turn to take you up instead of down. Um, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. I'm going to say, Phil Leach, thank you very much for coming again. Thanks, Dean. And your story is always inspiring to people. Th th there's a lot of people inspired by yourself. Etam, really, um, you know... Um, your, what you've just said for people who are coming through to this job? I always tell people who's around me, especially young people, I mean, who works in the shops, yeah. you know, I suggest them to start knowledge. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, talk to Czechia today and uh, really, um, Ben Sevi. Önemli değil, biz de seni seviyoruz.